Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who is passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Luke 9, 1-6 says, And he called the twelve together, and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. This section where Jesus sends out his disciples is absolutely amazing, isn't it? Jesus gave them authority to do the works that he had been doing, and then he sent them out on mission, except now there was 12 men to go out instead of just Jesus himself. Here are some really awesome nuggets from this that we're going to focus on this week. So the first one is that they were called and empowered. Jesus not only called his disciples to this work, but he gave them the power and authority to complete this calling. Jesus had already been equipping his disciples as they walked with him daily and learned from him. They may not have felt ready for this mission, but as we see later on, when they stepped out in faith to walk in that calling, they indeed were empowered to do it. When Jesus calls you to do something, you may not feel able or on your own abilities and talents, you may actually be correct in that assessment, but it's usually not the people who are equipped in like a worldly sense that God calls, right? So many times in scripture, we see this, it's the exact opposite, that God didn't end up calling the equipped, but instead he equipped those who he, whom he called. So you can trust that if God is calling you to do something, he's going to equip and empower you to do it. The second thing is just the mission goal. Their mission may have seemed to have many goals, but in reality, the whole mission was simply to tend to the physical and the spiritual healing of the people that they would come across. Now, this would manifest as, you know, casting out demons, curing disease, and preaching the gospel message of the kingdom of God. Now, they had heard Jesus preach to the multitudes on many occasions, and I mean, they had private conversations with him about, you know, meaning of parables, such as the parable of the sower. So they were now ready to go out and practice what Jesus had preached, and being ambassadors for him, then as we are called to do as well today. The empowerment that the Spirit gave them to do these things, such as casting out demons and healing, those may not necessarily be seen in our day and age like it was back then, but it is still possible if God wants to do it. And preaching the gospel to all who will listen is most definitely still what we're called to do today. It's actually just a matter of our willingness to be a useful vessel for God's glory. So the question is, are you 
ready to be used by God to further his kingdom, whatever that may look like in your life. The third point we're going to look at is that Jesus told them to take nothing. They were instructed to take absolutely nothing with them. No provisions such as a staff, bag, bread, money, no extra clothes. Now in those days, traveling around was all on foot and it could take quite a bit of time getting from town to town. So to not even take, you know, the most basic of necessities would take trusting what Jesus taught them in Matthew 6, that if they sought first the kingdom of God, their needs like food and clothes would be provided by their loving father. The only thing that was really required for their journey was going to be their faith in God. Now, when God calls you to do something for him, it may seem spur of the moment to you, but he would have actually planned that work for you to walk in long before you became aware of it. So if you don't feel that you're equipped with the provision that you need at that moment, don't let that stop you from following his lead and let him provide in ways that you can't even imagine. I just, I have to share this experience with you because it speaks so clearly to an example of how God provides where he guides. In a homeless ministry outreach team that I was part of, uh, we had gone out with bags made up with you know food and water, basic hygiene necessities like socks and, and toothbrush and toothpaste um, and a Bible. And the first gentleman that we had come across was in the park. And as we talked to him, he already had a Bible. He said um, that he read it often, but he wasn't actually sure if he believed in God because the Bible was confusing to him. So we talked to him for a little while uh, before he decided that he was done with the conversation. But as we were saying goodbye to him, he gave us a walking stick that he had carved from a tree branch just as a thank you for visiting him and, you know, caring for him. So, you know, we put it in the trunk of the car. We weren't really sure what we were going to do with it, but we put it in the car uh, that we were carpooling in and we continued on our way throughout the homeless areas of the city. About halfway through our day, we approached a man who was across the street from a Safeway and he was a veteran. Um, He was also given a bag and after we had prayed with him, one of our teammates felt prompted to ask him if there was anything else that we could do for him. His answer just about shocked us when everyone suddenly realized that God had provided for a need hours before it was going to show itself. This veteran asked if we could get him some sort of cane or walking stick to help him better walk because of his old injuries. Getting to tell that man that the God of the universe who created him saw his need, that he loves him and he cared enough to provide for him was such a sweet moment for our team. Okay, the last point here was they were told to shake it off, right? Jesus told them that when they weren't received, they were to shake the dust from their feet and keep moving forward in their mission. Now, take notice because Jesus didn't say if they didn't receive them, right? He was giving them a heads up that some places are just flat out not going to receive them. And he gave them clear instruction on how to deal with that. They were sent on mission with very specific goals, right? Preaching the gospel and healing. But there was no instruction on making anyone believe or forcing anyone to listen to them, right? That's not what God's about. The gospel has 
always been a message that must be received voluntarily and willingly by the hearer. Believing is a free will choice. And the disciples would have undoubtedly been very discouraged if they were going along their way and then, you know, one of the villages decides they don't want them there at all. I mean, it'd be exactly the way that Nazareth had done with Jesus when he said a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. Yet how gracious Jesus is to have equipped them with the knowledge on how to handle it when they weren't received, to just shake it off and keep going wherever people were willing to receive them. Now, your family, your friends, coworkers, classmates, you know, these people might not always receive what you say. Even if it's not necessarily, you know, the straight out gospel, it could just be your biblical worldview or maybe your faith-filled comments to things. But that's okay. You're not responsible to make people receive you. you. You just need to be faithful to keep moving forward and share wherever you are received. And if you're not received, don't be discouraged. Be encouraged that you're still on mission for God. Now, it may be tempting to look at this section of scripture and think we could never be like the disciples, you know, being sent out like they were or even doing half the things that they did. I mean, after all, they got to physically walk with Jesus, right, and learn from his every move before they were sent out. But, my dear sibling in Christ, the same Jesus who sent them is also sending you. And the same spirit who empowered them empowers you. And the same principles of equipping and provision that was true for them is true for you. So don't allow those flaming darts of fear and doubt. Don't let those rob you of the opportunities to serve God in the ways that he calls you to. If God has called you, he'll equip you. And if he guides you, he'll provide for you. All you need is faith, my friend, so trust him completely as you go out wherever he sends you. In closing, I would like to share with you a song that is literally about being sent out and having that willing heart to be sent wherever God would send you. And it's taken from um, Isaiah's vision of seeing God on the throne and hearing him say, whom shall we send? And he, you know, realizes he is a man of unclean lips. And upon that coal touching his lip from the heavenly altar and having the sin atoned for, he jumps up and yells out, here I am, send me. And so um, it also blends the scripture in Matthew where Jesus says that the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. And so God is calling his people uh, today you know, to be sent out as laborers into the field of such a plentiful harvest, just the same way that he sent his 12 disciples. And so really it comes down to having that willing heart and trusting that if he calls you, he'll equip you. And if he guides you, he'll provide for you.
songs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's Crystal with a K.